family. Welcome to Caved In the Podcast. Today is February 1st, 2023. We got a special guest in the building today. Atlanta's finest, you know, young entrepreneur. Uh, big time producer. I mean, one of one of the Atlanta's biggest producer extraordinaires of the game. Uh, he's also a chef. You know what I'm saying? And he's also your favorite DJ, as well as one of the biggest lyricists, man, that I've ever came across. We have no other than the man himself. 5 a.m. Hola, 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 hola. What's up, everybody? What up? What do you do? Craig Nigga Jones. Peace, 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 and blessings to all of you. Yes, sir. Peace yes, and blessings sir. to you, bro, Ham. Yes, sir. Long time coming. Definitely a long time coming. Yeah. How you feeling, Five? Excellent. Blessed. Happy to be alive. Down here with my little shit. I'll explain this little shit later on, but <laughs> right now, you know, I'm I'm in a good vibe, in a good way. Yeah, you know, yeah, sure. Um, I guess I not to cut it off. I'm just gonna hit him real quick. Hey, I'm so stoked to be on this show. I really am. Um, when he started doing the podcast, I immediately said I want to do this show, and then uh, we started editing other people. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> because you know what, y'all will eventually find out who I am. Some point, so yeah, go right ahead, my brother. Craig Digger Jones in the building, man. Y'all know what's going on, man. This is the big 5 a.m. You feel me? Word up. Word. So, what's your occupation, five? I am a chef. I'm a chef. I've been cooking for almost 30 years now. A little, oh, wow. bit, of, a little bit of every type of food. Literally started out cooking at Church's Chicken. I did. I did two weeks in church, got my first check, quit, went down the street, and got a job at the next church's chicken, did two more weeks, and then quit there too. Yeah. All this was the church's chickens on uh, Martin Luther King, the one right across from Hamlin and Holmes, or High Tower Station. Oh, yeah. And then the oh, other yeah. one down in, uh, in down there in uh, Ben Hill, close to Ben Hill. Yeah, we used to wash our clothes right there across the street when I was little. You know, I went to Payne Forest Elementary. So my wife. So we grew up on MLK, right off of payroll. Yeah, so yeah. my wife, my wife, she she did that too. We used to hop the fence over there at uh Dogwood Apartments to go and go swimming up in there and shit. Ooh, that boy said Dogwood. Yeah, Dogwood Apartments. Ooh, yeah, wee. real Atlanta history, man. You gotta know your Atlanta history. Man. Born and raised in Southwest. A lot of people have asked me where the fuck I'm from because everybody get in their mind. Oh, he from up north. He from New York. Good, keep thinking wherever the hell y'all think I'm from. It don't matter. It matters where I'm at. Born and raised, my paperwork says I was born over in Southwest Christian Community Hospital off Fairburn Road, Southwest Atlanta, baby. Swatch, too strong. That's right. That's right. Southwest Atlanta, man. Yeah, I went to. Uh, Ain't nothing like it. I went to Pauley West Middle School over at East Point, Conley Hills Elementary. Went to Kathleen Mitchell Elementary. Went to. Uh, Me too. Mm. Heard your roll in the building. Okay then. Okay then. Uh, that's cool. I, I used to, I used to walk. Like tea. <laughs> I used to walk to Kathleen Mitchell because I stayed across the street in Camp Creek Apartment. You stayed in Camp Creek next to Diplomat. See, my brother and sister yeah. went to went to Lakeshore, and you could walk through the back of our house to get to Lakeshore uh, Lakeshore High School. Yeah, for sure. But for sure. we. Um, I never got to make it over to Lakeshore. Though. My brother and my sister did that. They were the kings and queens of that bullshit in that school. <laughs> yeah, man. And then I eventually went to Southwest Middle School, and then I ended up at oh, yeah. Mays. Then got the boot at Mays. I did three years in Mays, got the boot, ended up in St. Luke's Academy. Yeah. Downtown. Yeah. That's where... Mays was got a rough of hell back then. Oh, yeah, it was. You know what I'm saying? Mason, Mays and Thero. Oh, yeah. Back in the early 90s, like 94, 95. Shit was kind of treacherous. Yeah, yeah, you know, right. you might you might get your ass skint over over uh, a, a starter jacket or something. Yep, or a girl. You should be all yeah. that. You should yeah, be all back that. Uh-huh. But yeah, yeah, man. So, uh, what what started you and motivated you to get into you know being a chef? As a chef, it was uh, Thanksgiving one year. My mother wasn't able to do it, and she had already have 
had most of the stuff set up. My brother had, uh, he had left the house. My sister, she had moved out. My dad, he was on the road. He was a bus driver, charter bus driver. Yeah. So, like, if y'all ended up going on some field trip somewhere, it was probably my dad driving that shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's and, real uh, shit, though. Because back then, a lot of folks' parents was in the school system. No, my father wasn't part of the school system. He owned his own, you know what I'm own bus company. Yeah, yeah. I, I know a lot of people who aunties actually worked in the cafeteria, and uncles was janitors, and daddies was janitors. You know, but it was all love, though. It wasn't like we was... We was laughing at them or, you know, looking at down at them, you know what I'm saying? When we was growing up, it wasn't about egos like it is now. See, my father, my father owned his own company. He owned his own, he owned two buses of his own. They weren't school buses. He did charter busing for churches, schools, Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts, you name it. He was out there trying to get his bread, mainly doing church trips. My mom was able to finish that meal that year, and I messed around, and I tried my best. And I cooked, I ran back and forth to her bed and asked her, what, what do you do with this? She's like, you really trying to do it? And I was like, yeah. She's like, you better not burn nothing. I didn't burn nothing. <laughs> and she uh, let you know, straight out the gate. You know? And I, I, I've been cooking for a very long time. My favorite meals is brunch. Yeah. I love doing brunch, breakfast, pancakes is my jam. Crib loafing here in Atlanta, go to my pancake. Number one pancake running, two years straight. Number one pancake. Y'all heard this first on KMD, man. Two years straight. You know what I'm saying? I got a guess. That was number one in pancake making. Come on, man. Y'all get your flip off. <laughs> Not your roll on. Get your flip on. But shit. Um, I. I consider myself to be one of these ADHD warriors. I have a lot going on in this little box of mine, right? And what I do is I do my best to try to fulfill that time so I don't have idle time. And I never really got along with idle time. So as as it goes, food was a way to occupy my time in my brain. Yeah. Making beats and making music was sort of the same thing. I hate to cut off a segue if you already have it. <laughs> but, but Diggy, yeah. one day, my wife goes to Georgia State, and I didn't. I hung out up there, and she gave me her pass, and I figured out how to use a computer. The next phase of it was, I had a weed man at the time who had stole a sketchy laptop. He was like, hey, if you get a CD out, I'll give you a dime back. Well, yeah, let's go. So I got the CD out, gave him the laptop, he let me keep the CD, and on the CD was Virtual DJ 1 and Fruity Loops 4. I never could figure out Fruity Loops, so I started cutting loops off of Virtual DJ, and I cut a lot of loops. When I wasn't working, I was up all night cutting loops, cutting loops, cutting loops. And it became a, an addictive factor to me was to keep making music. And I would, and I'd say it in a rhyme, I would make 30 beats a week. Half I like, half I hate it, but I'd make like 30 beats of it. And I didn't have rappers to get to. You know, I wasn't doing any of this for anybody. I was doing it all because I wanted music for my headphones. Sound like I got an ego problem. But I really just, I didn't care for listening to the radio. So I make music for myself to listen to. Yeah, for sure. It was all from my MP3 players. Yeah. And at some point in time, you can't just keep playing around with a talent until somebody, you know, somebody eventually comes knocking. It's like, hey, what you doing? They come smelling over your fence. Yeah. And before I know it, I became a producer. Yeah. You know? You perfected the crap. Well, I perfected my craft. Yeah. There's so many greats out there. And I tell you this every time. For people who don't know, you think a producer is a hard person to find. It's a hard person to pay. That's what I think it is. I think a producer is a hard person to afford. If you're a rapper or a singer or whatever, or a vocalist, having a producer can be very expensive because depending on their course and their, their causality of their life to why they do whatever they do, that price goes up or down, depending. Um, the game. But as a producer that raps too, you feel like, well, most people feel like, oh, that producer's gonna have ultimate access to everything. How does it work that if your brain shuts off halfway in the middle of it, you're thinking, well, I want to, uh, I want to rap to my own beats. Well, 
I'm not inspired by my own beats today. I'm inspired by another producer's beats today. And that becomes a tear between what you want to play and what you don't want to play. Anyway, it goes, this is all the creative games that goes on in my head, ping-ponging around my head throughout my day-to-day -day life. I work a nine-to-five selling food because it helps pay for the rest of my exploits in life. I'm a father as well. I'm a very, very happily married man. And I have to be able to make sure that they are financially taken care of. You know? Yeah, it's a big responsibility. Absolutely. Um, I also, right before my off days, have to make sure that my homies and my families is fed and taken care of, meaning you and my other MCs. Sure. I have to make sure that Shout I'm out to Molly. I ain't gonna catch y'all. Yeah, please. Shout out to Shalala. Please, please bless up, bless up. Shout out to Shalom Little. Shout out to Molly X or Molly G. Shout out to the, all the homies that I work with. You know, all the people Eli. that are very close. Eli, definitely. Yeah, yeah, the homie Jale, Jale, Jali. Yo, all of the homies. There's a lot of us out there, and we we all do the same thing. We all seek and seeking our shot. But from my side of the game, I gotta make sure they all eat. So I have to make sure everybody got beats. And I still find time to send out maybe four to five beats a week to, to friends. Even, especially those that, that say, yeah, I'll get to it. You can tell they're not going to get to it. I like to stay in their mind state. <laughs> they're like, yo, you will get to it. Yeah. But somebody believes yeah. in what the fuck they're doing. Mm -hmm. I had to have you on the show, man. It's the beginning of Black History Month. Hey, hey. You know, it's only right I have you on here. We're going through a lot in the world. But we still gotta stay strong and still, you know, stand stand behind these these um, advocates and these leaders, black leaders who came before us and continue on their legacy. And um, you know what I'm saying? Just 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 take the blueprint and, and you know no. try to get us to a better life, a better understanding of what we we'll we we'll going through every day. You know what I'm saying? <coughs> Big ups, man. Black History Month, man. You know what's going on. Without getting too serious or too too in-depth, because I'm old. Rabbit hole is deep, y'all. Um, you, just like me, grew up in Atlanta. We've been force-fed the general lineup of black history heroes. And there ain't nothing wrong with them. The only problem we have with these black history heroes are we've been told this so much that it's like they're the only ones we know. And it becomes a portion of you have to find, you know, you have to find what you wish to believe in or what you want to know. You have to find and seek your own history. Correct. Um, one thing they don't teach us, us black kings, black queens of this of, of, of this new America we're in, is that every day everything we do is black history. I saw something last night that says you can you can never hear another you can never hear another new song again in your life because wow. right after you've played that song right after i stopped the song you can never hear it again until i play it again but it'll never be brand new to you ever again because you've already heard it mm. so it'll never be new again again in your life you've only had that one time to do it yeah that said everything we do is black history this particular moment in time that i'm sharing with you and friends out viewing is that this is history in the making if we weren't able to record this for you guys to see it later on it it could only be between us two what said it happened there's a lot in our life that's been left into that hang and we don't hang it out there far enough to call it what it actually is there's a historical moment made every moment true every moment mm -hmm. <laughs> and it depends on to what level you find great. I might have made the dopest motherfucking sandwich. Does it matter to anybody other than my taste buds and my belly how dope that sandwich was? Historically to me, yeah. I, I did it. I'll never be able to make a sandwich exactly like it unless I'm sitting here reproducing sandwiches. Yeah. That's a different story. That's the homie trying to hit me up to find out what's going on today. <laughs> and mind you, I, I got, I, I always have somebody hit me up like, yo, what you doing today? Every off day I got, 
today I need to be working on something. So it's never an off day, you feel me? Yeah, working. Working. That's all we do. Working. Absolutely. Yeah, so what, what type of artist you grew, grew up listening to? My God. So my father, before becoming a bus driver, was a truck driver also, Tennessee. My father would play country and western artists from the late 60s, early 70s. My mom played a lot of 60s, 70s gospel. And somewhere in the middle, you end up with dirty comedy records. <laughs> I didn't have yeah. much other than that stuff to pull from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The whole rap and hip hop thing, imagine that I'm old enough to say, I remember when it started. And when I say when it started, I mean, I'm from Atlanta. I had to wait still five more years before that stuff trickled down here. And by the time yeah, I got sure it, it was on mixtapes. My brother brought some mixtapes home from New Jersey for me to listen to. And by that time, it was already polished artists out there. But it was still brand new. Spinning on your back and still had motherfuckers going, whoa. You know? I was there before hip-hop had a name. Hip-hop didn't have a name. It was a thing we were doing. There wasn't, wow. there wasn't, we didn't go, oh, that's, that's the hip-hop boys down there. That's the rap boys down there. No one said any of that. Yeah. It was, oh, them kids down there, they break it. They some breakers. Might have heard that. Or if they DJs, they some DJs. But if you rapping, they didn't say that you was rapping. They say they over there running their mouth. Right. <laughs> they right. treated like you was enough. Right. And then the generations beneath them were finally buying their stuff. Yeah. And see, that's why... I, I fuck with you, Fry, because you've always, you know what I'm saying, put your hip-hop influence first when it, when it came to any track you did, you know what I'm saying? That's what really gravitated me to your tracks, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I just, you know, I, I, first of all, I love sample tracks, you know, and then the fact that you're just so consistent with how you, you know what I'm saying, how you bring the vibe, man. You, know, you ain't you ain't living till you get you a five track. You know what I'm saying? You, you ain't vibing till you get you a five track. And that ain't no diss to any other producers out there. No, you know? definitely not. Definitely right. not. Yeah. I mean, I, I make I make this stuff because of love. You know what I'm saying? I already told you my reason. I ain't trying to be superstar or nothing. Y'all see I'm on this show, I ain't rocking no gold chains or rings. I'm rocking, rocking a, an aluminum wristband. And my wedding ring. Those, yeah. That's the only jewelry I rock. And Black History Month, man. I don't wear no chains. We, we, that's me. We switch it up. That's me. I switch don't, it up. I don't do it like that. Uh, but the thing I do mention though. Thermal Scullies. I'm on, on, you know, Black Panther shit. That's I, who we on, baby. I'm, I'm not here for your money. I'm not here for your. Definitely not trying to push an agenda. I'm here for fun. I'm here to see y'all dance. I have a bucket list, and on my bucket list, literal bucket list, is I want to play a show where I can watch elderly people dance. I want to play music that will be able to get your great-grandparents up and moving. I ain't impressed if I get your mom and dad moving next same right. age as me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I got them to move, well, I... If I got you to move, that would make me happy. That's what we really need to start... You know, balance, balancing out certain situations. You know, sometimes the internet gets too saturated with negativity. <coughs> sometimes we all just need to fall back from the internet and, and you know, go talk to our families and speak to our families and, right. like we used to. You know? That's just my opinion, though. She caved in, baby. Like, comment, subscribe. You feel me? World Party is officially on. Brothers and sisters, get your tape decks ready. There is only one path and one path only. Bye.
5 a.m. ATL with the one and only homie, Broham, 404 Broham. Good vibes always, good tunes all day. Black History Month, baby. Black History Month. Speaking on good heroes, I'm a hero, he's a hero, and you're a hero too. Let's believe. If I need someone to come save me over a beat, I hope it's you. Now, getting, getting to the, the meat and potatoes of what it is that I actually do. I do a lot of shit, right? It sounds like a scramble. I can tell you that I'm a chef, I'm a father, husband, I'm, I'm a producer, DJ, an intelligent black man. Believer in the faith, walk strong, shit like that. Yeah, yeah, some faith. But if I if I never told you that I have worked every odd job just about on the planet. And some things that people would never have done. I've worked uh, day labor, $5 an hour, cleaning horse stables. I scooped shit for $5 an hour, and it started raining. And I, and I'm thigh high in shit, horse shit. And you know how much money I brought home? $30. How much what? I paid? How much I paid for bus fare? That was a good five dollars. Darren back. You know, and you know, it, it, I couldn't let that. I couldn't let that shit break me. I could yeah. look at it as what it is. Modern day slavery. I just want y'all to realize what there's a black history thing. Modern day slavery. We get up to work our nine to fives. It's not necessarily are we happy with what we're doing, right? We're working. If you're doing what you love, it's not work. That's what they tell you, right? I love it when I have my off days, because then I get to go to work. I get to cut beats. I get to chop samples. I get to sit there and make a drum. I get to sit in my space with my lights off and tap one snare over and over again to a BPM. Just click, 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 click. Sounds fucking boring, sounds crazy, right? I am that crazy, I am that boring. I do that. <laughs> Artists are fucking weird. I think I, I, me and my wife were talking about that today. Artists are fucking weird. And yeah, okay, doesn't matter if you're a fucking rich rapper, you're a weird nigga. Every, every artist is weird in some way. Yeah. From painter to painter to, to, to public speaker, every artist is weird in some way. And we have a habit of thinking that people who don't do anything are weird. But, let's leave it here today. You know, hey, I'm a, I'm a creator, right? I wake up in the morning and I want to do something new. I want to create something new. I don't like the, chi the chains that bind me. I don't like my nine to fives. I like to be free. Obviously, I work for, I work to get to my day off. Those last few days before your day off, motherfuckers seem like a long ass walk, right? That's why they call Wednesday Hump Day. Yeah. <laughs> so, Black History. You ever heard this 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 story, this tale that's been polished up and sold back to us, uh, John Henry? So John Henry, story John Henry is he was a railroad, a railroad working man. Hmm? Okay, he was a railroad working man, right? Black man. Said that he had a pickaxe that stormed through the railways of like I wanna say don't quote me here, of like North America and he came across a, a granite mountain that they need a, a they need a a tunnel through. They wanted him to spike through a tunnel. And he was he was going to do it. And then eventually they rolled up with a machine that could bore a hole through the tunnel. And he raced against the machine. And he beat the tunnel boring machine. And then he died and they laid his hammer down. And that's all a fucking fable. Y'all motherfuckers ever heard of Paul Bunyan? This is the black Paul Bunyan. You really want to know a real story about this motherfucker? Apparently he was a prisoner that got locked up for touching a white woman. All right. 
Um, he wasn't a tall dude that they made him out to be in the stories. He was like five foot three. They said, yeah, he worked the railroad. All the prison slash slaves did. Um, he did have a really strong swing, but he didn't live nowhere near that long, and they hyped up his story to have a story to inspire the other hammer wheels and slaves to keep moving forward. You too can be as strong as John Henry, this dead nigga over here. I want you to realize ain't nothing more important than leaving your own legacy where no one can sit there and fuck it up and lie to anyone else about it. Because it, it, would, it would be a tragedy. Somebody came up and said, Braham. Yeah, Braham did music. He was a big time drug dealer. He didn't care about the people in the streets. He actually bought some apartments out and left junkies in there dying and rock. I know you, brother. Ain't that motherfucking story. I don't know what they talking about. And I be up here going to damn death trying to explain to them that they, they wrong. But if we don't leave a proper legacy, our name can get played out however the fuck they want to. And even harder now because of the way media does it. Exactly. When I talk about black history, I'm talking about not just our basic, basic history. You are your own black history. You are your own black hero and heroine. And you want them to tell your story proper. The only way to do that is to work hard and not allow them to bind chains on you. And don't work for the chains that they bind on you. Wear your gold chains if you want to live your life. But just saying, like history whatever, so yeah, that's what's going on. You know, we they gonna rock the trophies. You know they gonna do that. You know what I'm saying? But, but they got to know what's really going on. You know what I'm saying? That's why you know what I'm saying. I, I, I pay homage to certain you know um, holidays and stuff like this. Cause these are the moments and stuff that really matters. You know what I'm saying? A lot of these um, holidays and stuff have been fabricated and made up and stuff to to control. So, you know, when you really tap into your black history-ness and, you know, however you choose to, mm. you know what I'm saying, starts to open up doors, man, to, to certain different types of truths. You know what I'm saying? You got to be willing to be ready for this shit. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, people assume that we have carte blanche because we're black and we're supposed to call ourselves. Back to the first thing that I was saying, if you want this knowledge, you have to go seek it because it's not readily available. Free. And somebody says, go here. You need to get it all. Go look that up and get it. No one's going to exactly give it to you free. Because you're, you're worth more than me, dumb and stupid and useless. Shit, it's right in your face. It's right in your phone. You know, yeah. right in your phone. That's how you start. You start by investigating with your phone, and then that, that the phone is gonna make you probably go to the library. If you really want to know more and more, why would you get yourself into? It? You know? But yeah, man, big ups, man, to all all the, uh, the black leaders. Um, like I said, uh, advocates, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Speakers, or whatever you want to call it, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X. This book right here. This is, this is a heavy book right here. You want to get in the reading and stuff. Uh, a lot of people know about that book right there. I'm blessed to have that book. Uh, I ain't read it all, but I've read most of it. Uh, and all the other black leaders, man. It's not just Malcolm X and Long Luther King. No, there's, there's lots of other ones. Uh, I was fucking with Al Sharpton until I just found out a few days ago he was the feds. They have to have somebody on the inside to help yeah, that was, them out. That was crazy. I mean, I want you to understand, you have the names, and then you also have those that you know that you really believe. Jason Jackson. Yeah. Uh, Sojourner Truth. You know, big up to all the black leaders. Black History Month, man. We got to love on ourselves, man. We got to love ourselves, our culture. Ooh. Where we come from, we have to love that. Now I throw Shaka Zulu, I throw Shaka Zulu out there because that's 
That's that's every every Black History Month. I always realize no one ever mentions the brother. No one does. And then when they go and they start digging up, they're like, you know, he had some problems and issues. I'll be like, yeah, but did you research anything about what he did for people? Um, <laughs> motherfuckers. We all plug up some shit that no one wants to talk about. What about homeboy from, um, oh, the original Gordon from Sesame Street? Brother that has the pork chop sideburns and the afro. Not the second one. That nigga was in Willie Dynamite, the, the black exploitation movie. He played a pimp in the movie. Damn. And then he went on to be Gordon. <laughs> and he was our Gordon. He was the Gordon we all grew up with. He's still, he's still alive to this day. He's still on, he's still on Sesame Street. Overall head black dude. Same dude. But before him, there was another cat. And when they invented, or not invented, but when they started bringing in Muppets and puppets, yeah. the puppets that they were bringing in was, you know, after certain characters and stuff. First of all, Sesame Street was made to influence and aid the inner city use. At the time, the inner city use was us. They were just trying to see where we were and where our heads was at and to get us to go out and read and be more educated. It was a, it was a brilliant ploy to educate us. And, and that's cool. I like that. But what they went left with it was they had a brother out there, they made a puppet out of him, and then they didn't have him, they had him speak for his character for a little while. But when he refused to speak, about something they wanted him to speak about because it went against his own personal beliefs. Yeah. They not only fired him, but they got rid of his puppet too. And they got rid of the first black characters that children would have seen on TV. This is before Soul Train. Would have been the first black characters kids would have seen on TV because kids weren't allowed to watch. Was that Star Trek? So you're not able to see a whore kissing fucking Captain Kirk. You know, you're not able to see the fetishism of black and black people in film, actors and actresses in film, yeah. because all that fetishism shit, such as trying to integrate or you know get cross color lines, they usually happen about like 7, 8, 30 at night. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. But sure. before that, all we sure. had was educational shows, uh, Sesame Street, uh -huh. and they were trying our best, their best to get us influenced, us as black kids influenced, and then they got rid of the first black characters. Not characters, first black character, actor, and his puppet that represented him. Wow. Wow. And yet the That's show was for, and yet the show was for That's us. Black history. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, sure. Now, me, I was born in nineteen seventy six. You know what I'm saying? So me watching this as a kid, I was there for the turnaround. I was there for the switch and I was like Yeah. And then I I became an adult and I started watching Black exploitation, old black movies, kung fu pimp movies, and stuff like that. And then you come across Willie Dynamite, and you're like, "That ain't right. That's that's Gordon, ain't it?" Right. Sure was. Right. Yeah. Saying, "Oh, where's my money? Oh my God! If you ever get bored as fuck, look up Willie Dynamite. You can find the trailer on YouTube right now. As a matter of fact." You can find it right there. There's the there's the page for it right there. You guys can get it there. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. I, I, I know magic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> magic. Yeah, my boy Five in the building, man. Absolutely good people. The one and only Craig Digger Jones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. Black history, man. It's, it's just, you know... So much to soak up, you know. And yet, so much to soak up. But it's it's good that we got a whole we got a whole month. You know, well, isn't, isn't that beautiful? Don't we share this month with some other shit now? Though? Shit. I know a lot of people think we need more than that. No, 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 no. Because every day to me is Black History. I always tell people that shit. I always let them know. 
If I walk by you and I, ain't, I haven't mentioned Shaka Zulu to you, <laughs> something's wrong. Anybody knows me knows my love of, of that general black hero. There's a lot of these motherfuckers out here that no one they talks play about. They played hell out of that on TV. Oh yeah, oh yeah, especially one from 1985. That brother looked like he would kill everybody. Everybody had white people scared as hell. That had people scared, and the soundtrack hard as hell. Man, what is her name? Angelique Kidro, Angelique something. I have I have a music at home. Is he is he alive? Who? Shaka Zulu? Shaka Zulu. The yeah. king or the actor? The actor. The guy who acted? No. I think he I think he died actually not too long ago. Mm. But, yeah, nah, man. Shout out to him, man. Yeah, absolutely. Y'all, y'all get out there and catch, some, catch something that feels right to you. I'm not going to just put it on your general black history. How about this? I'm going to speak to any persons. Any person of any color, any race, have fun within your own time. Don't make it all the time because nobody wants that shit. But in your own time, seek out the not only who you are, but the who you were. Seek out your history. Start with your family. Ask them where where they came from. Because if any one of y'all said they're all from here, you're gonna need to go and get more history because no one's from here. Better know that. No one's from here. No that. one's from America. Not anyone. We eventually got here. That's why I asked the question where you came from, where they came from, what boat they got off of. Did they get off a boat? Did they swim for dear life? <laughs> Did they run for dear life? Did they pack a yak? You know, this is what I'm trying to say. Um, and then start there. Find find a little bit of time to find out who you were and see if that is who you are now, if any of that matters to who you are now. And see if that information that you pick up could help you to be, you know, I'm about to damn say, right? But go ahead, brother. Yeah, it looks like you have, have more questions for me. I've been gabbling on here. Hey man, it's, it's all good. It's all good, man. We have a good vibe, a good conversation. Right now, it's, it's really all about Black History Month. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, how long you been doing uh, the, uh, the DJ thing? Ah, DJ. Alright. So, DJ and Easy Answer. My homeboy Shalom Little, shout out to the homie. One and only homie, Shalom. Um, he has this, this, like, show, this, uh, I want to say a showcase, but a show that he was doing, open mic, more or less, mm -hmm. called All Rappity Raps. And All Rappity Raps started out where, you know, originally it was supposed to be a different DJ every week, and we were supposed to switch it out, or every month as we did the show. Mm -hmm. But, you know... I'm that dude, so I was like, bet, I'll spend some music. I started buying gear. I have not, no damn idea how to DJ. I started learning. I started watching a whole bunch of DJ videos, like how niggas watch fucking basketball highlights and shit. Yeah. I'm watching DJ videos, trying to figure out, okay, that's where my man put his hands and shit. Uh, I gotta, I can do that. Yeah. And I realized, no, fuck it, I only do what I do to have fun. So, I cop equipment that felt comfortable. I found this little thing. Uh, I call it the little shit. The Red Dwarfs. Million and one different little names. But it's made ironically for DJs and for guitars. There's a guitar that this shit plugs into and it gives effects while you're playing your guitar. Show them folks how you that you can press it in. So I'll hit play and start a try. Hit the BPM. And I can hit this pad anywhere I want to.
Tell you how serious I could be about grilled cheese. I went too. I went too much butter when I was little. Some I think I had high cholesterol at fourteen. Everybody had to have high cholesterol at fourteen, but we was all at our healthiest. Man. How was that? <laughs> um, no, grilled cheese. Grilled cheese by far one of my favorite fucking. Like, it's like jam. Yeah, that's hard, fine. That's fine. I like that. I like that. Two smoking barrels, and it's 
heavily watered down. It's not. It's nowhere near the movie that you should be seeing. Mm, snatched. No, not ED. Just snatch. Okay. Like snatch. I'm yeah. doing it right I'm now. To snatch it. Right. Snatch. You bitch. By the way, for those who don't know, I've been playing my own beats and, and stuff right, you know. Y'all hit him up, super producer, 5 a.m. Y'all hit him up, man. Yeah, I'm up DM cutting. him. What's your Instagram, man? Teddy45. Okay, well, you can find me at Sumo Dojo Sessions. And at Crossfade Park. Nice. I'll let you guys write that down for a second. Five beats. You know what I'm saying? Um, you gonna get your swerve on, get your, get your goddamn everything, get your rap on. Sumo Dojo Sessions, that page is a museum of shows that I like to DJ. I DJ rare and odd music from around the world. And I have over a hundred shows of that. Literally, I'm not cracking no jokes. Like, I have the number. You always keep your fellas number just on case of an emergency. So, <laughs> I did that. But, we caved in. We, we caved in. Also, for, yeah. for Caved In the podcast, which I am not only, uh, not only the homie, but I'm also a definite artist and affiliate. Uh, the music that you hear in the background has some beats also. So, I want to make sure people always have good vibes. Yeah. All right. So, so, man. So, what's one of your favorite sports, man? That's the easiest answer I can give you. Probably the most disheartening. I don't watch any sports at all. Right. That's, that's it, in a nutshell. <laughs> Distractions low. I keep my distractions low because I have so much more in my life. It's, it's really not. You're, you're, you're really disciplined in a motherfucker. Mm. Nah, that, that ain't some black shit. Right on. Black history every day. You feel me? He ain't a fan of none of it. Nah, because it doesn't matter to me. At the end of the day, I'm not the one doing it for your enjoyment. I'm not the one yelling for your approval and I don't have any money to pay for either of those two if I have at least $15 it could go towards something more important to me yeah no doubt alright no doubt <laughs> and that's live right now boy they don't get no you know what I'm saying no realer than that Shout out to MB Stoner. MB yeah. Stoner, this is the beat for you, my homie. It's what up, MD? Me and the good homie, MB Stoner, we got a movie on YouTube. Tell you what, this is it right here. Uh, it's called uh, Stoned at 5 a.m. We, we, we clown right here. So go ahead, click on that invitation if you want to find out what the hell that is. Hey, hit that one time. Hit that one time. Hit that one more time. Hit that. Pause it. Please, Teddy, for one more game. Because that shit that y'all put together, man, was a fucking masterpiece. Okay? Okay, so this annotation right here, if you click this, it will take you to my homie, Indy Stoner. And myself, we got a movie called Stoned at 5 a.m. 16 minutes long. It's, a, it's approximately one thick, nice roll ale long. You smoke a good blunt and laugh your eyeballs out. It's by me and the homie trying to get to some fried chicken in the middle of the night. It's so hard. I play a mute. <laughs> Don't tell them nothing. Don't tell them nothing. All right, all right. That motherfucker hard. Y'all go tap in, tune in. Yep. Check right. that out. Stone at 5 a.m. Stone at 5, 5 a.m. Shout out to MD the Stoner Man. 5 a.m. Absolutely. Modern day you know Stoner. Check him out. My brother always dropping new concepts, new albums. And if you ever get to Oh yeah, Shalom Ludo made a, made a feature on that guy too. Absolutely, absolutely. Name that out. Miss Stone at 5M. You can find it on Spotify. I think it's on all of all the books. You know, all the fucking rap books. 
But it's out there though. I mean, actually, when you get done with this, you can go ahead and check it out. We all on YouTube, you know. YouTube is a house we all just decided to move into recently, and it's not too bad. It's pretty damn comfortable. It's real spacious. YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> this is real spacious. My goddamn spacious. I'll tell you. YouTube, man. Word up. YouTube family. For real. So, what's your advice for any upcoming artists? You know what I'm saying? Or any upcoming producers? Well, actually, both. What's your advice for both, man? Right here on Cave Den Podcast. Simple, easy answer. Believe in the bullshit you're doing. Don't let nobody tell you that your bullshit is some bullshit. It's way more important to you than it is to them. That bullshit you're doing is probably going to be some real shit. When the motherfucker sitting at the bus stop watching you ride by or, watching, or having to listen to your music over and over again, they're gonna be still saying that nigga was on some bullshit. Do your bullshit, believe in your bullshit, sell your bullshit. Make me hate that your bullshit exists or make me love your bullshit exists. Either way it go, don't stop doing your bullshit. Even if you gotta work extra hard and get that money together so you can afford to do your bullshit, you gotta do some other shit to be somebody else for a little while so you can get your money to do some bullshit with your bullshit. That's my motherfucking thing to tell, tell young artists of all sorts. Yeah, man, believe, no in, believe in your bullshit. Do your bullshit. Yeah, I like that. We got 5 a.m. in the building, man. We appreciate you sliding through, making episode 10 a success, man. Episode 10. We all the way up through there, man. Craig Digger Jones in the building, man. Y'all go tap into the Instagram. Y'all go tap into the YouTube page. Go check out the music. Go check out the movies. Go check out the catalog. Once again, this is Cave in the Podcast, man. It's Black History Month, man. We love y'all. You feel me? Y'all go stay black. Get your black on. Y'all stay safe, man. Please, for real. Please do. This is one big family, man. One big family here at Cave Den. Me, 5 a.m., Craig Nigga Jones, uh, Crossway Park. Absolutely. The whole crew. The whole family. One love. You feel me? Right on. Right I am your host, Broham. This guy. is my guest, 5 a.m. Right and on. until next time. Peace. Peace, y'all. Peace, y'all.